I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Welcome back, guys, to Be You, Find Happy. I know this is really difficult times for a lot of people. I also know that this is a great time to really be the you that you want to be. If you follow my e-journal, you've heard me talk about our new normal for weeks, weeks now, and, um, and all things messy and gratefulness and hope and so much good stuff. And I couldn't think of a more apropos message today than the one that this podcast embodies, which is living a courageous life. It's all about courage right now. And today I have Ken D. Foster on the podcast to teach you how to tap into your internal courage and the things that he shares are so insightful. Guys, he literally wrote the book on courage. His book is called Courage to Change Everything. And the way that he inspires and his insight is so fabulous. And I really think it's going to shift how you're looking at everything that's going on in the world right now. And my commitment to you guys, by the way, has been to continue to deliver an awesome inspiring, insightful podcast with great guests that encourage you to tap in to your authentic self and really, truly speak your truth with grace and come out on this other side of this thing looking like the shining superstar that you are. I can't wait to share this episode with you guys today. I really, truly believe in everything that Ken has to say, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. And if you like this podcast, please give us a like, hit subscribe, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And it's so exciting to have you on the BU Find Happy podcast today. Great. It's um, looking forward to this. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great day today. And we're going to maybe give some uh, great information out there so people can really take their lives to the next level. And I'm so hopeful of that. And, you know, one of the things um, as I was prepping for this interview that I just absolutely love is how you really tap into courage. And I think a lot of people right now are having to connect with their inner resilient self. So I'm excited to, to kind of explore some of the world that, that you, that you share and, and hopefully inspire people to kind of come out of everything that's been going on a lot stronger than they went in. Well, you know, we're all going through uh, difficult times, uh, some more than others. Um, yeah, obviously some are losing their jobs, some are sick, some have lost loved ones. You know, it's been uh, it's been an interesting time for all of us. And, you know, my heart goes out to everybody that's been struggling. Um, but I will say this, the uh, the one uh, faculty that we all possess is a sense of of uh, intuition or uh, not intuition is courage and uh, initiative. And, um, you know, that's really going to save us at the end of the day, Michaela. 
Well, and I think you're, I think you're right also about intuition. I think we all have the ability to listen to that and, um, and it can be a really powerful tool in the toolbox as well. If, if we are aware of it, you know, if we, if we can kind of, um, take a look at it as, as part of our human insight. And I think in a lot of ways, a lot of people are simplifying right now to where they're actually able to hear that intuitive voice. Well, here's the thing. Um, a lot of people are, and, a lot. America has a challenge with one thing, and uh, one of the biggest things we have a challenge with is uncertainty. We like to be in control. We like to know what we're doing. We like to plan our life. We like to plan our day. We like to plan our children's education. We like to plan our retirement. We just like to plan, and we like <laughs> to plan, and we like to be in control. But you know, <clears throat> we're going into a new in a new time, and I'm not saying you won't be planning, but I am saying this. I'm saying that you will be tuning more into that uh, deeper side of yourself, the uh, superconscious mind, and uh, walking into places that you don't know how to handle it. You don't know what's next. And, you know, the more that you can get comfortable throwing out the how, how is this going to happen, um, and the plans, the more you can get comfortable with that, the easier this transition will be for you. Um, Michaela, mm-hmm. you and I are entrepreneurs, so we, we are used to dealing with uncertainty. We're used to dealing with not knowing how. We're used to walking in faith, walking in trust, and taking one step at a time towards our dream. 85% of the population right now is working for other people. I'm not saying that a lot of them don't have this ability, but there are a a whole bunch of people that really are worried, they're concerned, they're in fear, they're wondering, how am I going to get through this? Well, that's the wrong question, okay? The question needs to be more like, if I were courageous, what are the three steps that I would take today? Or what are some of those dreams I've put on hold that I'm ready to step into them? I didn't know how to manifest those dreams earlier. I still don't know how. It's okay not to know how and to be able to step into the unknown with a sense of certainty that it will happen for you. So it's, it's some new skill sets that are coming in for everybody is what I, what I get. I'm overflowing with everything you just said. I'm just overflowing because um, I think you're so right. And it's, it's harder, I think, sometimes um, when it feels so unknown to have that leap of faith as you're kind of describing. But then at the same time, I've been saying there's never been a better time to be the you that you want to be. There's never been a better time to redefine when we're all redefining and when the energetic vibration of all of us is being lifted in that way. And I think it's a really powerful time to make some really big shifts. And I think there's, there's such a great excuse now, you know, to do it. You might have had a million reasons before, but now you've got one, and that's COVID. And if that's not enough, then holy moly. You know, um, it is a time, and I'm cleaning house, right? You know, yesterday's clean house was I went on to my Facebook uh, page, and I had, you know, there's 5,000 people or so in my personal page. And I thought, you know, I'm going to just clean house. If you don't have a picture If you have a picture of a plant or a dog or a cat instead of you, if I can't recognize you, you're so far in the distance, I don't know who you are. If you're uh, if if it's not you, you're with a group of people 
or if you're one of those people that are putting out stay home, stay home, stay home. Listen, I've heard that enough. You're going away in my Facebook page. And I apologize you know, to, uh, to everybody in advance for doing that. But you know what? I'm choosing to allow something new to come in. And for me, I have to tell you, Michaela, you know, there are some friends and stuff on there. And I just thought, wow, you're my friend. But, you know, if you're not spending enough time to, uh, to put yourself forward in a good light where people can see you and connect with you and see your essence, see that brilliance, that God, that genius is inside of you. If that's not you, uh, you're not going to be on my pages anymore. You know, that's, it's interesting, Ken, that you did that because I literally walked away from an Instagram account with 12,000 followers and started over a new last week with zero. And I, I feel so good about it. It feels so fresh. It feels so hopeful and exciting that I'm going to truly get to engage with the people that, um, want to engage back. And, and, you know, I'm actually sending out one of my newsletters today. I call it my e-journal. Um, and it's all about everything being messy and that sometimes you have to make a mess for things to start anew. And I see this every year with my garden, you know, this time of year and yeah, coming out of winter right before spring. It is a mess. It looks like a tornado hit it. There are weeds. It's just, you know, the boxes are dilapidated and I have to start fresh, but I start from that space of a complete mess. And then from there, you know, come the fall, I will have a gorgeous harvest. And I think that it's okay to have things be messy. And I think that um, we've been so programmed to, like you said, have everything in control and all of our ducks in a row and know um, after A comes B and all of that. And right now we can throw all that out the window. There's we none of that right now. That there's not, but I love the analogy of the garden because we are creating a new garden after uh, this uh, Corona thing. But listen, the, uh, the time is now to do the work. It's not when yes. this ends. The time is right yes. now, and you're gardening, and I'm gardening my Facebook, and you're gardening your Instagram. And, you know, there's um, something, there's, there's, all of us are being guided. I know that. This is not just, you know, wherever the COVID came from, whether it came from a lab in the United States or China or whoever, it, it's here. You know, it's here, and no matter if it's being, per, uh, per, you know, if it's being manipulated in their forces that are wanting this in, we can, it's, it's here. Perception is reality. So here's what I get. It's like, this is the time. You've got this wonderful time to do the inner work. And my question for everybody would be, what inspires you? What inspires you right now? And you may go, well, nothing's inspiring me. But I guarantee during the day, something will inspire you. So inspire, where does that word come from? It comes from in spirit, right? So we're inspired where our spirit is calling us to do something completely different. Whatever that is for you, it's, we have to look for it. Um, you know, I like people to be able to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. How do we see the unseeable? Well, first of all, we... We let go of a little of our programming, okay? Could you let go, you know, maybe what you're seeing is true, maybe isn't true. Maybe you've made it up. Maybe there's something going on in your life, and I'm speaking to you, the one that's questioning me right now, if this is true or not. I'm, I'm, I want you to think about, well, if it wasn't true, I want you to question, 
I want you to question everything because that's what I'm doing. That's what my friends are doing. That's my, I, I have groups of influencers I'm on calls with every week. And we're all in that place of walking into the unknown with consciousness, with awareness, realizing that the known that we knew just three weeks ago is change. Now, there's mm-hmm. certain pieces that aren't changed, right, Michaela? I mean, you yeah. go outside, the sky's still blue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the wind is still there. The, the air is maybe a little cleaner, right? The oceans are getting the time to breathe, right? Um, but for us as a society, things are shifting a lot. So it is time to question. It is time to let go of what you think you know and open up to receive that which you don't know. And to do that, it's really simple. We have to make a conscious choice to choose the, the moment right now, to choose this moment. And here's what I mean by that. Everybody, you've heard being in the power of the now and being present and all that. But let me plus that a little bit. Being in the moment is that we are choosing right now to not only be fully present, but to let go of everything we've known in the past for just this moment. We are just like you and me right now, Michaela. We don't know where this is going, but we are in the moment. We are allowing this spirit to work through us, through through experience through us, to be through us. We really kind of become the observer of the moment. So what if you could just in this moment, really, let go of your shame, your regrets, your worries, your fears, everything that you're carrying right now. What if you could just let that go right now, which, by the way, you can, because that is a choice. You either choose happiness, you choose power, you choose love, you choose joy, or you choose something else. It's a choice, but that choice only comes when we're in the present moment. I... (laughs) I love it so much. I, I just um, I just had published on Insight Timer a guided meditation called Learning to Float, and it was exactly about that. It was about this idea that ships don't sail the seas by fighting the tide. <laughs> you know? that, that they float. They 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 surrender in a certain way. And um and I I absolutely love that. And so many of us, you know, if we let go a little bit, have that ability to flip over and float and be a part of the flow. And I think that um you know, the people who are going to come out stronger are the ones that are going to loosen up on the reins a little bit and recognize that there is a difference between giving up and surrender. Those are two different things, you know? (laughs) So like, we don't have to tuck under our sheets and, and hide and, you know, tell us to come out when it's safe. (laughs) But at the same time, we can also, um, let go of that need for control when, um, and, and tap into the things that we can control and the action that we can take and what we can improve. And I think there's been no better time. You talk about the power of now, and I'm, I'm kind of talking about the power of why. Yeah. So, so why were you in the job you were in? Why were you so overwhelmed with all the different sports activities you signed your kid up for? You know, let's talk about your why, and then let's talk about your, your want. And then let's talk about your why for your want so that, you know, we can start to make decisions when we're coming from a space of understanding our why that is so much more powerful and proactive rather than reactive. 
Well, I, I love this saying. Uh, it's from a guy by the name of uh, Dave Weinbaugh. And he says, don't forget to pack your courage for the journey to greatness. And that <laughs> journey to greatness has to do with your why. Because it is, it's like, I love what you're saying. You know, it's like, go back and ask why you, why you did that. Become conscious, become aware. You know, well, you know, why did I go to work for this company? Well, I needed to pay the bills. Why did I do that? Well, I got my children to feed. Why did I do that? Well, because then I want them to grow up strong and, and, and healthy, you know. But along the way with those whys, is there a piece that maybe you lost yourself? Did you not believe that you were, if you had a dream, that you wanted to be, let's say, an entrepreneur. You wanted to create a new, um, a new mask that is a design mask that everybody will be wearing when the coronavirus hits. But you didn't do that because <laughs> your why wasn't strong. Your why wasn't strong. But just that why has to come with courage. That why has to come with courage. And if if the why comes with courage then you will do things that are uncommon for most. Um, you know, I I had a lot of whys when I was younger, Michaela. And I think of uh, the times that my why wasn't strong enough and how I felt I let myself down. And I could have gone out and done those things that I thought were impossible. But I, what stopped me was the courage to go do it. You know, it's like I could think of great things that I could manifest or generate. Um, one of my regrets in my life, I always wanted to buy 10 houses. And I kept getting 10. I kept getting two or three. And then a recession would hit. So I'd sell them off. A two or three. But, you know, I didn't have enough uh, courage to stay in it when it was the storms were hitting. And I'm only speaking to a couple of you now, because a lot of you do stay in it when the storms are hitting. But, you know, when you have a big dream, like the dream I'm doing right now with my radio show, Voices of Courage, where I've taken it from one station, we're now on 200 plus stations in 160 countries in, on nine networks, and we're, we're blowing it out. It's called Voices of Courage, if you want to Google it, Voices of Courage. Um, but, you know, that... And I'm able to do that dream because I'm staying in the why, no matter what the storms are. I have a I have a powerful why, and I want to tell you that why real quick because it uh, it relates to what we're doing right now, Mikhail. That why is I believe we have enough information in the world. What we need now is wisdom. We need to tune in to our own inner wisdom, and if you, the quicker we can do that as a as an individual, as a community, as a nation, the things that we're looking at that we don't like, we don't like people in the airwaves speaking lies and convincing us and trying to control us and manipulate us. So, you know, all of that is there because on an individual level, we haven't got to the point where we are standing for our convictions. Most people in America stand for their conviction of truth, of justice, of compassion, of love of honesty, of liberty. We stand for that, but we don't have the courage to stand for our convictions, which is why we have public leaders that don't represent who we are, which is why people can manipulate and control and and the the 1%, the whatever that 1% is, I think it's 1% of 
a lot of psychopaths, actually, that are leading us down a, a primrose uh, 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 future uh, all about money and greed and lying and cheating. Now, not, not all of them are doing it, but there's enough that we notice it now. And we go, why is that? Well, the why starts back with you, what you can do. So I've always learned that, you know, one moon is brighter than a thousand stars. Think about it. One moon is brighter than a thousand stars. We need mm. to be the moon. We need to be out there shining as the moon so that we can, all those little stars that are out there, we can overshine that and we can bring that light into the world, in the, into our governments, in our communities, our schools, and really make a difference. Sorry for getting on my soapbox, but I think that's what we're No, I was, I was just scribbling notes as you were talking. Um, in your new book, Courage to Change Everything, you talk about the importance of becoming aware of our inner genius. Yeah. How do we do that? I mean, you, you're, what you're kind of describing becoming the moon seems like tapping into that inner genius a little bit. How do we do that? There's a whole bunch of ways to do it, which is, a, which is so cool. Um, the ways that I've done it uh, uh, and I teach my clients to do it is through meditation and questions. Meditation mm -hmm. and questions. So meditation to still the mind, to to uh, tap into the higher realms of consciousness, uh, to go in from the from you know a lot of us here we're um, we're walking around you know with the conscious mind seeing what's happening in front of us right, but what's running us is the subconscious mind. Everything we've experienced, tasted, our beliefs, choices, and actions of the past right. So it's like at one point you go, I'm just. I, if I'm being programmed by this subconscious mind, I'm either going to reprogram my subconscious mind, which is a bad thing to do, <laughs> and or I'm going to tune into the superconscious mind, which is the mind, I want to say it's just the mind of God. We want to tune into the higher realms of consciousness so that we can start to get the wise choices. Every, uh, through meditation, every challenge, every difficulty, every problem is solved in meditation, connecting with the higher realms of consciousness. Every single one for me for the last 25, 30 years. So is it important to do that? Yeah. Is it important to create a routine around that? Yeah. You know, on my website, if you go to uh, kendfoster.com forward slash resources, uh, there are, uh, there's a, um, uh, the science of meditation. And in that, I give you, it's free. You just uh, uh, sign up for your, your name and email and you get you get uh, on my list and you also get that. But it, it talks about there's articles there from MIT and Harvard and Stanford and all the universities have done research on this. And then also there's instruction on how to go into a stillness meditation where you're actually becoming the observer of your thoughts. You're standing back from your thoughts. You're realizing you have thoughts. But then you're transcending those thoughts and you're going into higher realms of consciousness where all of us have our wisdom. Wisdom is, is in all of us. We just need to be able to stop and, and go into it. Now, meditation is great, but it doesn't work unless we are absolutely committed to introspection. And introspection is a daily practice where we are asking ourselves, what worked? What didn't work? What can I do differently? I do that every night. And then I'm asking questions like, well, if I was courageous, <laughs> what would I do different tomorrow? You know, it's, it's those types of questions. Or like you said, the why. So why is it important for me 
to 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 follow my dreams? Why is it important for me to increase my courage? Why is it important for me to increase my initiative? <clears throat> Those questions yeah. will will change us. But, you know, Ken, your website is great for one. So I definitely encourage anybody to go check it out. But as you're talking, I, I did my notes uh, for for today in in a in a daily like kind of gratitude journal. And and at the end of the day, the questions that it asks is, uh, what did I learn today? How did I love myself today? How did I give love today? And what did I appreciate today? And then finally, what can I improve tomorrow? And and so as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, you know, I tap into these every evening to kind of start fresh for tomorrow. And this is a tool that I actually ironically ordered um, right before the lockdown had even started uh, for us in California. And I think you're in San Diego, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it started March 15th. I ordered it the end of February and it came right before, like literally two days before the lockdown. And I've used this thing every day and I've been so grateful for having it. And I think, I think sometimes, um, when I'm out in my journeys talking with people, they're so scared of meditation and they're so scared of introspective. Um, what do you encourage people to do when they're kind of afraid to start? Well, a good place to start, I wrote the book, The Courage to Change Everything, for individuals that would like to uh, really tap into their own wisdom, that would really like to have a daily guide every day that you can read, you can remember who you are, you can tune into the infinite powers of yourself. You know, all of us, we have an identity crisis in America. We all think we're our job, our house, our car, our hair, whatever, our girlfriends, or our wives. We're not any of that. We're infinite beings, right? You know, um, if you're right now experiencing um, a challenge in health or, or maybe you have good health, uh, what I say is that um, I'm an infinite being. I'm blessed with good health. Or I'm an infinite being. I am, I am recovering quickly. I'm an infinite being. I'm moving into great health in my future. You know, I'm using affirmation. I'm reprogramming my thinking. And so The Courage to Change Everything, my new latest book, which uh, has a forward by Stephen M. R. Covey. Um, uh, you know, his dad was just an amazing man who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And Stephen I love because he wrote a book called The, uh, uh, the Power of Trust. And so The Power of Trust uh, resonated with me. So I asked Stephen to write the forward to The Courage to Change Everything. And this book will help you to really up-level uh, your mind. It'll help you to uh, uh, to really saturate your mind in astute wisdom and cutting-edge wealth principles on a daily basis. But more importantly, it's going to help you to tune into your inner truth, your inner guidance, and it's going to give that to you every day. So, um, Michaela, can I tell people where to get it if in case they have Oh, of course. Yeah, I'd love that. And then I still have more questions, too. <laughs> Okay, yes, yeah, please we'll, tell we'll them where going. to get the book because we'll yeah. it's fabulous. Yeah. So, yeah, this uh, this book you can get on um, the Kindle on Amazon, the, the, the Courage to Change Everything, or you can go to my site, CourageToChange.us, CourageToChange.us, and if you buy it on that site, I also give you a uh, a few gifts. Uh, one of which is really cool. It's called. It's called Release, Renew, Evolve. It's a program that I, I developed to help people within uh, 
just a few hours to really and truly let go of all their baggage, all their garbage that they've been carrying. Any guilt, shame, harms, hurts, um, uh, any kind of uh, choices they've made, any lack of success or failure consciousness, we're going to let that you're going to be able to make some conscious choices to totally release that completely out of your life and start over. And what a great time to do that. So that program is, uh, uh, is on the website there. You can get it with the book itself um, at no additional charge. It just comes. I give it to everybody because I think it's good to start out with tabula rasa, which means uh, it's a Latin for blank tablet. We want to start with a blank tablet and reinvent ourselves during this time. So... And can you talk about expanding limitations? Yeah. What does that look like? I, I'm really curious about that because I do think that we limit ourselves in so many ways with our self-narrative. And I'm curious, how do people expand their limitations? Well, first, uh, limitations. Most, you know, it's funny. Um, limitations are uh, the way we can know, to know if we're limited as we look at our results, Right. So you look at your result. Um, do you, um, are you traveling as much as you want? Well, maybe nobody's traveling now. <laughs> but, but My you... limitations are definitely shortened. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, that's a good example. But, but do, you have enough, do you have the right amount of money in the bank? Right. Um, do you have a deep connection with greater? Do you have a personal connection with your creator? Do you um, do you have relationships in your family that are harmonious and joyful and loving? Are you in a place where your friendships are powerful and and they're there for you? They're supporting you. You know, if if you have those things, great. But if you're not, if you don't have the results that you want, um, we used to when I was a life coach, um, we used to use a coaching a balance wheel, right? And we'd ask people to rate themselves in a scale of 1 to 10 in the different areas of life. In health, scale of 1 to 10. 1 is dismal, 10 is outstanding. In their fitness, in their, in their financial life, in their, in, their, um, uh, in their relationship, in their friendships. And you get, the, you get the idea. And, you know, if you're anything less than a 10, there's some limitations, there's some limitations. You might have bought into that. This is just the way it is, or this is the way my life's going to be, or I don't have what it takes to get to a ten, or you know it, it, that that's something I don't want to ever work on. I just want to enjoy my life. I don't want to think about doing anything that's quote hard. But I found that those are all limitations. See, when we break through limitations, sometimes it doesn't feel comfortable. And, you know, this coronavirus thing doesn't feel comfortable. It's been laid upon us, right? So some of us are just enjoying it and thriving, and others are struggling, and they're pissed off, and they're angry, and they're worried, and they're fearful. If that's you, then there's limitations. And the, the limitations are for everybody to discover. How do you discover your limitations? Well, first of all, you got to acknowledge they're there. You can't change what you can't acknowledge. So once you say, okay, 
my health is not where I want to take it right now. I feel susceptible. I'm fearful to going out and getting this virus because I know my immune system is compromised. You know, that's a great acknowledgement because now you could do something about it. You know, if, if you if you were to buy into, let's say, the, the uh, uh, health system that says, you know what, don't worry about, you know, you've got high blood, blood pressure. We'll just give you a pill for that. Or don't worry that you're getting uh, to your you gain 50 extra pounds. Don't worry about that. That that's normal in society. In fact, look at all the other people that look like that. That that's health. No, that's not health. And no, that's not okay. And the truth is, we all know that inside of us. So what we need to do is step up and start telling ourselves the truth first. Once you get to your truth, now it's a journey. Taking off limitations is not something you go instantly. It's a journey. So, if, for instance, if you have, you're that person that's 50 pounds overweight and you're going, wow, I'd really like to lose that. All right, I want to have better health. I want to have my immune system totally pumping out. You know, at, when I'm 70, 80, 90, I want to feel great. Great. Okay. Now, you start to find what is the truth for you. It's a courageous journey that it, it, we, we can only follow truth. We have to start to say, listen. You know, most people, their greatest thinking has got them where they are. It's not that we don't think, we don't focus on wisdom. And we have to tune back into the wisdom that has inside of each one of us. We honestly, unless we're so in delusion that we, we're, we've lost ourselves totally, inside of everybody is a little voice that says, don't eat that donut. Or, or go out and today's the day of celebration. Eat that donut, but then let go of the sugar tomorrow. We all have it in there, but a lot of times we've lost it. And we have to go back to truth, to courage, and to love. We have to find the truth, right? Whatever that is for us, right? That's going to get the results we want. We go back to courage. We have to step into it. It feels uncomfortable. Nobody wants to do things they don't want to do. But I, I will say the best philosophy I could ever give you is do the worst first. All right. Whatever that is for you today, do the worst thing first in the day. And then love. We have to go back into a place of totally loving ourselves, loving our families, releasing any blocks to love that we have and start to realize we're all connected in love. That's what connects all of us. It's what connects us to our soul. It's what connects us to our dreams. It's what connects us to our health. Love connects us. And it's, it's, it's a soft skill that's going to be talked about more and more and more as we come out of this, this isolation uh, that we, we need. By the way, let me say last thing, Michaela. Um, Leonardo da Vinci said, isolation is the price of greatness. And what he meant by that is just what we're going. We need to isolate. We need to take some time for ourselves. We need to tune in. We need to meditate. We need to go within our own souls and come out with this beautiful being that's inside of all of us and let that being shine more and more and more. And it's a and that means shutting off the TV. And that can mean shutting off the TV, um, stopping. Uh, all, you know, I, I thought, by the way, I think we all should have a day, at least one day, that everything is shut off. TVs and phones and Internet and radio. And, let you know, what if we had a national no electronics day? 
Uh, that would be amazing. You know, I love what you said. You can't change what you can't acknowledge. And I, and I like your example about the person losing 50 pounds, because I think that also kind of taps back into that power of why, you know, if you're trying to lose 50 pounds to look good for someone else, that's not your truth. And, and, and maybe there's some acknowledgement there that needs to happen for, for your why. And I really like that. I like what you said about that. And I also like the idea of doing the worst first. <laughs> I totally take that approach. And then it's like, yes, it's done. And it wasn't even that bad. <laughs> it was, it's never that bad. It's just getting started. <laughs> oh, boy. And you know, it's funny as I put it at the top of my to do list and I'll and I'll do it. I'll go around it for a little while. And I'm like, all right, just get it done. And then I'm like, gosh, why didn't I just get that done sooner and not have to dread it? You know? Yeah, you know, I, I, I used to ask people, now, where were you in 2008, right? And um, I got a lot of uh, varied answers, but a lot of times that question would get people to re really, I'd like to get to know them. See, um, in 2008, it was very similar to what we're going through now. Of course, there are differences, but for me in 2008, I was uh, a multimillionaire. And I wasn't a multimillionaire the way that a lot of people would like to be when the markets crashed. I was a multimillionaire in debt. I was three and a half million dollars in debt. And yet years ago, when I was in my youth, in my 20s, I bankrupted. And I said, oh, I'm never going to bankrupt again. That was too painful. So I said, all right, three and a half million dollars. What am I going to do? And I didn't have the how. Same thing we're going through here. I didn't know how. But I did have the principles that we're talking about here. I thought I would do the, okay, the creditor's going to be calling me. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to call the bid. I'm going to call the worst one first, one that was really hounding me. I had one agenda. I had an agenda to speak the truth, tell them at that time, I'm so sorry. I have no money to pay you. But I was going to talk to them. And I was going to also, I had another agenda. I wanted to put a smile on the creditor space, the person that was making those calls. You know, and I just thought, that's all I can do right now. I can bring joy, and I can bring a smile to their face, and I can let them know that I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I plan on paying my debts, but that that I, I couldn't do it right now. Now, that's what I did. I did what I could do. And, you know, I set intention. I, I There's some other principles that we don't have time to go in today, but um, I got really clear with what I was going to do financially. And the good news is in two and a half years, I paid off all my debts, renegotiated everything I had, and I was debt free, right? Wow. Now I was moving into the positive. So a lot of people, and the reason I mentioned that, a lot of people are worried about their finances right now and what are they going to do, how they're going to do it. Listen, if I found anything in 2008, as I know this, is that God is good we can trust our, our, our creator. We can trust that, that intuit, intuition, that, that wisdom that's given to us, all of us. But we do need to, to take time to deepen that relationship with our own soul, our own and with spirit, to be able to understand that all the answers are within. Will we dive deep enough to find them? That's the only question. Will you take a deep dive, a deep journey into finding those answers, whatever they are for you? So if it's health or if it's finance or if it's a relationship, wherever it is, we're all being called. We're being stepped up. This is a test. This is like reality is here. This is a test. This is 
This is the one you've been waiting for. It'll never come again. So how cool is that? You know, some of you are going, that sucks. But listen, <laughs> it, it does suck, but it won't come again. So this is the time to change yourself, to transition your life, to take you to the next level. And when we do that, life gets better. It doesn't last forever. This is the coolest time we've ever had to really change who we are at the core. And it's like, think about where you want to be in a year. Who is that individual that you want to be? You know, that amazing person that's now shining their light, maybe, or that's helping others, or that's giving back to your community, or that's got whatever amount of money you need in the bank to feel good. Or maybe you've created a nonprofit, or, or maybe you are the guy, like we joked earlier on, maybe you're the woman or man that's now created these new designer masks that are, they look so cool that everybody wants to wear them. So maybe you're the entrepreneur that's going to follow your dream, right? Whoever you are, it doesn't matter. It's really what we're talking about here is just love, courage, and, and truth. Truth and wisdom. Love. I feel this interesting juxtaposition of like, um, you know, being over it, like as far as the apocalypse and wanting to hurry back to the things that I used to enjoy. But then I also feel this like desire to just slow it down and embrace it. Just give me a couple more weeks to tap in, you know, just a few more weeks, but it's, it, but it's back and forth for me. I mean, emotionally, like one minute I'm like, God, I'm over this thing. And then the next minute I'm like, wow, I'm laying on the floor in a fort with my son and have been for the last two hours and we have nothing to do. And, you know, that, those, that feeling is so good, but then, then there's like that missing out on getting to hug friends and stuff like that. So it is, it is a really interesting time for us as humans. Um, I have one last question because I just, I need to better understand this. You say, um, ask and you will succeed. What does that mean? Help me understand that. Well, when I wrote that book, um, Asking You Will Succeed, that was my first book back in 2003. And um, I was uh, dancing around and hanging out with a guy by the name of Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield, who were the two authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I remember them telling me, uh, saying, uh, telling me their story. Their story was that they had asked about 300 times the name for a multi- uh, mega selling book title um, that would sell millions of books. And they kept asking it, asking it. And I remember, I think it was Jack that um, said he woke up in the middle of the night and he, he came up with the name uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. And of course, that book has sold, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, 500 million. It's slayed. <laughs> yeah, it's slayed. So I, I, thought, I thought to myself, that's interesting. They asked about that. And I thought, well, wow, what if we could just use the power of question? in all areas of our life. And so I wrote a book. It was called Asking You Will Succeed. And it's a thousand and one extraordinary questions in 35 different categories of life. Uh, no way. That. That's great. I'm going to have to find this thing. Is it on yeah, Amazon? It's on, it's on Amazon. Sure. You can still get it on Amazon. And, this um, might be a good time, you it, know, it, to, to sit and flip through this. <laughs> I, you're the second one that just told me. I just somehow fell on a friend of mine in Hungary yesterday and said, oh, i got to get that book. <laughs> this, is the time to, this is actually the time to do the work. So, uh, <laughs> But anyway, uh, the, the point is, is that 
when you ask and you keep asking and you're sincere about it and you have a strong enough why to get that answer, you will always get the answer. But the problem for most people is they ask the wrong question. And, you know, the social scientists tell us they have we get we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Well, guess what? We have the same thoughts every day because we're asking the same questions every day. So I wrote that book with questions that you probably never even thought of. And uh, that'll help you to take your mind into another realm. Um, and I'll just say this. Albert Einstein once uh, asked a question, right? What would it be like to write a light beam of light? And he asked that question for, for years. And, of course, after that, he found the theory of E equals MC squared, the theory of relativity. So he knew the power of asking questions. Do you know the power of asking questions? That's the, that's the question. And if you don't, that's okay. That book is a great way to go. Asking you I love it. On Amazon. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to get that one because that seems just like a great fun thing. Will my eight-year-old appreciate it too? Um, he's very you know, insightful. They're, they're so smart. They're so smart. They, they, she'll, they, your eight-year-old will probably be teaching you how to answer the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so true. The other day when he found out that he wasn't going back to school for the rest of the school year, he got really upset. Just that kind of overwhelming sense of loss. And I asked how I could help him. And he says, Mommy, can you put on the calming music? I need to do a little meditation. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm telling you, they're leading the way. These are very. I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> it's like, so absolutely. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. And, but then again, he also, the other day we were moving a bunch of dirt in the garden. I think I was telling you about the messy garden. And um, my husband says, where did, where did Tucker go? And I said, oh, he's sitting on the meditation bench. And he goes, yeah, no, he's going to get his butt over here. And <laughs> 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 so he's also oh. found that that is a good tool to get out of doing this. Oh, well, that's, that's a great tool to use to get out to. Yeah, that's hard. That would be hard for me. Like, oh gosh, do I let him meditate? Or like, is he really meditating? Let me see. Should I get him to go work in the garden? <laughs> oh oh boy. Well, such a great chat today. Um, I, I really enjoyed our conversation and I know so many people out there need, need your message of courage right now. So thank you for taking time out to, to come on the podcast. I feel blessed to be on this podcast, and you're doing great work. Um, you know, just let's keep getting those voices of courage out in the in the world that you know that are on my show and that are on your show. And you know, let's we just do our part. But you know, everybody is going to come out of this in a better way. And I know that's a bold statement, but uh, I do believe the world will come out in a better way. That we will all come out in a better way. That we will be blessed by this virus because that you know you know my my teacher uh, a fellow by the name of yogananda said this he said i was born uh let me see let me make sure i get it right um hold on oh while you're while you're thinking about that though (laughs) Yeah. I actually went to the Ananda Village in Grass Valley and, and did a oh. three day retreat there. Oh. Yeah. So wow. I'm familiar with your with You're your, your teacher. Yogananda. Yeah, okay, I am. I got it. So I got it. Here it is. Let me give it to you. Danger and I were born together, but I am more dangerous than danger. And I wanna say something. 
with regard to Corona on that statement. Um, we were, we have, when we're born, we have six trillion cells. The scientists, the doctors tell us that we also are born with 60 million bacteria and 360 million viruses. Now think about that. So I, you know, holy moly, think about that. Okay, so we're more bug than we are cell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, no doubt. Danger and I, that's danger, right? Danger and I were born together, and I'm more dangerous than danger. You know, you can apply it in so many ways, but the truth is that is who we are. And if we can uh, affirm that we are more powerful than any problem that's out there, we can actually step into and acknowledge a problem. Oh, yeah, here's another one. I'm more powerful than that. I will figure it out. I have resources. I have wisdom. I have understanding. I will overcome whatever comes my way. We have that attitude. Life's going to get better and better for everybody. I am an infinite being, and I am more dangerous than danger itself. <laughs> that is right. Okay. Boom. 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 Now, Mantra for the week coming at yeah. you. <laughs> now, now, make sure you tell yourself that when your eight-year-old is doing something that uh, is off the chart. And you're like, what? Yeah. When he's on the roof. Or... Right. When he's on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Ken. Such a great conversation. We'll connect soon. Thanks, Michaela. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.